Hello everybody, and welcome back to the technical area, your once again weekly football manager podcast, brought to you by me, your host, Gaffer Gramo. It's been a while, about a month I think exactly by date, today, the day of release. The last time we were out, it was the middle of summer. We were living lives full of hope, yet all of a sudden, winter, autumn, not looking too promising, but nonetheless... We still plough on. The summer series is over. Thank you for putting up with me during that irregular schedule. The audio issues. Whatever it was that kind of happened each week. The different types of uh, content. But I'm back. I'm back in school. I'm back with this recording setup. So hopefully the audio is good again. The 23-24 season has just ended with my football manager save. And in real life we're about to start the 2020-2021 season. Behind closed doors again, unfortunately, but anyway, fans of this podcast will not be left out, because what a perfect time to return. In terms of content, I know people are probably saying, oh, this is probably not going to be the best one, might get the most mental listens, but I kind of had something that's I've been on my mind across the summer, I want to thank FM Grasshopper for his help in actually procuring FM notebooks for myself. And I don't know why I, I needed a phone number to complete the order. Why was my email not enough? But anyway, thank you, FM Grass. But nonetheless, notebooks have always been a bit, little bit of a football manager thing, I suppose. The purist may have kept them. You may have kept them at one point, I don't know. But I suppose in the last 24 hours especially, that notebook's become very, very important to me. Because, as I just said there a moment ago, the 2023-2024 season has ended in my save. Of course, I feel pensive, a bit reflective, and I look back and see, I think, and I just kind of let the mind wander, and put the pen in the hand and see where it takes us. So, plenty of notes to reflect on from the course of that season, as well as plenty of notes to write after its end. But I remember the first time I heard about someone keeping an FM notebook. I was about 16. I was in my best friend's house. We were up in his room, and staring at the laptop screen intently, and captured by what was going on on the screen. Football manager, of course. Now, he was a United fan, and a Liverpool fan of pain me to see how well he was doing, especially considering the fact that it wasn't a, a bad time to be a Manchester United fan with Cristiano Ronaldo in full flight. But then he began to talk about how serious his brother t- took the game. I don't know if he still does now at this point. That his brother kept a notebook, and he was kind of making a joke of him, how ridiculous this was. And in his notebook, he'd write his notes for his squad, players he'd want to sign, tactics he wanted to try, how he was going to take Arsenal, believe it or not, his brother was an Arsenal fan, to the top again and keep them there. And of course, being ridiculed by your own little brother did grind on a few things. And of course, I had to side with my mate, not his older brother. But 10 years later, I had an FM podcast named after and dedicated to FM notebooks and the notes that go in them my own notes that go in them 12 years later I have two on the go concurrently and I have three stashed up ready to go 
for the next version of the game. Of the game. And I suppose being a part of a football manager community, having a Twitter account totally dedicated to the game, the persona, and I suppose even as well having a podcast dedicated even more, people might think, you know, you're a diehard of football manager, but I suppose that notebook is the badge of honour we can all carry. And it didn't surprise me to see that when I polled the community, just a little over 73% of those who responded said he keep an FM notebook. Black CFM went for a cheeky little plug as well. We did a fantastic example of an analysis sheet. So that's definitely well worth doing if you want to get a little bit deeper into the analysis of, of matches of opponents, players, tactics and so on. Now for me, I keep my notebook and my FM notebook for many reasons. It's dissecting tactical approaches from real life trying to understand how I could translate them into the game. It's analysing what's happened and what's happening as I play the game. Tactically, trying to figure things out. And as well, I use it as a diary. Dear diary. But documenting these sessions. Dear diary, I say it and reload it today. Joking. Can't be saying that on this, can I? Anyway, nonetheless. It's... A place where, you know, even I document and I take I take notes when I read other people's content. Yes, I do that. I study the game from what other people do. Am I ripping off your ideas? I don't know. I'll try and credit you if I um No. I try and find inspiration. If you try to be original and try to start it on your own, you can often find yourself quite stuck quite easily. But if you're trying to be an individual, trying to be original in what you do, and have a place to start from an inspiration. That's where you need to go. That's why I find the community content so valuable. And fair play to all those people who started the uh, we're hashtag weird community all those years ago. Because even just using the hashtag weird community, being able to dive into content from five, six years ago, it's still a valuable resource for plenty of us. And then during lockdown, I suppose, I decided I'd look back times i'd look back through the old notebooks i'd look back through the current one and see where is it i've come from i didn't even try to figure out where is it i'm going and it's strange to see it's a mishmash of stories of thoughts and narratives encompassing emotions and more from several iterations of the game now for me how i keep notes depends on the session how i'm feeling approaching each game and most people two-thirds of the voters said that you know, they keep notes session by session as they play the game. Well, the third is going to even go match by match. So, you know, diving in that little bit deeper. Analyzing with that finer tooth comb than some of us out there. FM to even saying, like, talking about the FM notebook, saying, like, it looks like I'm doing work and I'm really perfecting my leg-breaking tactic. And Charlie Tango even adding, I have a pad or a notebook on the go. Some of it quite structured, like formations and appearances. But more, it's just little notes and potential players for the future. It's interesting to have a look, I suppose. A glimpse into kind of other people's thoughts, their minds. It's like a little FM diary on the go. And I know there's a few Twitter accounts dedicated to that name, the FM diary. You know, so whether it's just a place that makes you look good, makes you feel good, and you're writing down how I'm going to just play... 
rudimentary Jack Charlton style football. Or whether like that Charlie Tango you're perusing to look to the future. You know, it's interesting to see just where people go to. Black Sea FM, using it as a place to store as much information as possible. An FM old dog, going totally different with, you know, mostly player lists and depth charts. So I can think through where each play, what needs strengthening, or who needs getting rid of. And I suppose that's one of the great things about the notebook. It's a place where anything can happen. Whether the pages are lined, blank, dotted, whatever style you use, they come with these little, you know, templates and pre-designs. It's interesting, you know, that we can we we can all make the most, and we can all find ways to get our thoughts on paper and present them individually, and yet still create content, and still share ideas, and still play the game in our own unique and individual ways. So when I keep my own FM notebook, how do I do it? Well, it changes. Like I've said it so many times already, and I'm repeating myself, I know. But it changes from time to time. Sometimes it's a somewhat of account of what's happened. Other times it's reflective. And other times it's like that. It's informative where I've tried to gather other people's thoughts. Might have seen something on Twitter and a thread. I copy and paste it or take a screenshot of it and then jot it down in the notebook the first chance I get. Or whether the laptop or the iPad is open and I'm reading, I'm watching, I'm listening. It's a place where a lot happens. Like when it comes to the summative aspect, when I'm trying to summarise what's happened, I try to be as critical as possible. Like put on that teacher hat. And I treat myself like I'm a student in my own class. And I ask myself to focus on the five sentence summary, which is something I do with the kids in school. If we read a book, if we've read a topic in a history book, if we've watched a video, if we've listened to a recording, whatever it is, I'd ask them to give me a five-sentence summary. So in five sentences, tell me the whole story. And that's something I try to do with my sessions, summarise them in these five simple sentences. Summarise what's happened in five simple sentences. Other times, I might use the simple question words like who, what, when, where, why and how. To focus my notes on that session. Just to dive a little bit deeper that the five sentence summary mightn't just exactly be the right tool to use. And it's funny when I look back at this FM notebook style that I've had over the last one. And it's funny when I'm looking at it still now. How much of a teacher I really am. And how much work I really get these kids to do. But. These are ideas that I want to share with you. These things that, you know, teachers might be doing now with your kids. Or, you know, any kids you might be related to and whatever it is in school. That we didn't get the chance maybe to do when we were in school. Because it was literally just sit there, listen and do. But when I try and reflect then on football manager and the game. Again, the day job. The inspiration comes in there and it's two stars and a wish. When we were asking the kids to assess themselves, to summarise what it is that's happened and to tell us how good it went, we often ask them to use two stars and a wish. That's two things that went well. And sandwiched there in between, it could be, or you leave it to the end, is one thing that could be improved upon. The thing is, as we encourage the kids to be critical, 
Be critical of yourself. Just see what it is you can improve on. It might be perfect. You might have an unbeaten season. You might win every competition there is. But there always is ways to improve. And it's important to be critical. From each session to session, season to season, game to game. Whatever approach it is for you that works best. And then when it comes to content that I'm reading in the community. I often try and read purposefully. Now like everyone I do. I guarantee I do. Just like most. So I follow a few people's series. Written. Oral. Visual. Whatever way it's presented. There's a few series I keep an eye on. And I follow on a regular basis. But other times when I search. It's for information I need. So what I like to do. Is I like to create like a little. KWL chart. Make sure that my notebook is in landscape mode. Draw. Well real. Two lines. Kind of and separate the page into three good sections. Book K in the first column, W in the middle, and L at the end. K is what I know. W, what I want to know. And L, what I've learned. And I fill it in. At the start, what do I know? So if I have a problem, what do I know about solving this problem? W, what do I want to know to help me solve this problem? And then when I finished doing a little bit of research, what have I learned? And what can I use going forward? And you can see your progress documented right clearly in front of you. And many people will say, oh, sure, look, don't you know the answers to everything? You have an FM podcast, you have a blog, you share screenshots where you're doing really well. I don't know everything. People ask me questions, you know, and uh, comments, direct messages. And I'm not going to lie, I don't have a clue sometimes. So I don't know everything. I just use this to talk about football manager, really. I think everyone else around me is sick of me listening to me here. But the reason I, I focus on this KWL chart is because it's often football manager doesn't really reflect football at all. You know, aspects of the game, you know, the the game is obviously limited by what the parameters that the programmers have to put on it. Are the programmers that they just cannot, you know, translate from real life into the game. So in real life, you might understand how to do things. But actually translating into the game is totally different. So I seek answers from the community to these questions and problems I'm having. To try and help my approach to the game. And it's something I found very, 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 very useful. And even going back into FM editions past where the match engine acted differently, there's still inspiration to be had. And there's still a place to begin. Because when you get down to the like those finer details, when you start delving in at this deeper analytical level, it's challenging. So what I try to do in these incidences as well is to come up with an overarching and specific question. Where I can analyse something in particular to the game. Whether it's a player's poor form. Why certain roles or combinations are working or not aren't working. Or try to find answers to the problems my team is facing on the pitch. Whether it's retaining possession in front of goal. Defending our own goal. Whatever it is. Taking, I find taking the time to answer these questions. 
is best approach for me. And maybe it's the best approach for you too. But it's something I'd recommend. Slowing down rather than plow through the game kind of aimlessly. Trying to fix as you go along, limp through a run of poor form. Of course there is the prospect of overthinking. But sometimes slowing down and taking a moment is often the best way to play the game. Now I read, every weekend I get this email of the latest article from a blog called Smart Classroom Management from an American teacher. Kind of sharing tips, hints and tricks of, you know, managing your classroom. Smoothing it out, getting things up and running. And there was a quote in one I read and it stuck with me and it's it's and I, I still try and follow it in every aspect of my life not just teaching but when it comes to kind of teaching and learning because that's what we're all doing in football manager that's what kind of these notebooks are used to document he says slow is smooth and smooth is fast by taking your time move deliberately and doing things the right way you limit mistakes misunderstandings and misbehavior it's like that it may be a quote from a teacher book from Michael Linson. And you may feel the pressures of social media and blogs and the like. That you have to be perfect at the game. You have to, if you haven't reached 2050, you've wasted your time and your money this year. You, these might be some things people say. These might be questions, doubts you have yourself. But the further you get into a save, the speed you play the game at, that isn't an indication of or a measure of your proficiency of the, at the game. More so, slowing down, finding your way and finding your process forward, and then using this basis to push forward as you become, you know, more refined in your approach. Speed will gather. If you ever heard a child read at the beginning, or remember listening to your child or a sibling reading for the first time, it's slow, it's stuttered, the fluency isn't there. But when you listen to them read when they're 10, 15 even, that fluency's developed over time because their approach was slow, but slow is smooth. When you get to smoothness, you'll get faster. And maybe that's what your FM notebook can be. And the thing is with your FM notebook, it doesn't have to be perfect. What a lot, a lot of what I write could be conjecture. It could be totally wrong. My opinion, not fact. It's what seems to me to be obvious, what's going on in my head. But it's the place where my ideas come to life. And where FM lives for me. So refining your style takes time. But consistency in what's written, the style doesn't matter. There's consistency in documenting. That's what's important, building the habit. Emotion can be an overriding aspect at times. And that can be reflected in your notes as well. Angry writing. Nearly ripping through the page with the pen. And after a poor session, I know myself, I can be often very emotional, very roiled up. Frustrated beyond belief. But taking a moment to breathe. That can really help. Come back with a calmer mind to document the process. Use the five sentence summary. Ask yourself the overarching question to help you analyse. Seek out help in the community. Solve your problem. 
because each page can change what's to come through the ideas you've documented in this notebook. So maybe get a couple of different pens in different colours. Stick the kettle on. Grab a brew. You can open the fridge even if you're so way tempted. And just write whatever comes into your mind. Try for a week. Try for a month. Now that we're in this kind of lull period of football manager, it's time to try something new. Maybe an FM notebook is just what you need. But just before you go off to write your thoughts, could you do me a little favour? Would you mind leaving the podcast a positive review? Give it a share on your socials. Let your followers see it. That's only if you've enjoyed it, of course. If you don't enjoy it, feel free to send me feedback. Tell me where I can improve. Just be nice, please. That's all I ask. You can check out the site. Get in touch on Twitter. The links are found down below in the episode notes. Come, say hello, give us a follow, have a read. Maybe I can teach you something. No football manager. Who knows? Thank you to all those people who got involved using the hashtag Weirdy Community. That was on all the polls, all that kind of stuff. Really appreciate it. It's a vital part of the podcast. It's great to get your input. So if you'd like to get involved, there'll be more polls going live next week as episode 38 begins to take shape. I'll link that Smart Classroom Management um, newsletter down below if you're that way inclined. If you are a teacher, I'd highly recommend them. There's books on Amazon as well. They're definitely worth a read too. Although you might be an old dog or an FM old dog, you can still learn some new tricks. Music for this podcast is provided, well, it's from the Pond5 website. It's a great place if you want any music, images, anything like that. Not a sponsor, not an ad, just me giving credit where credit is due. So a short week back, short pod back, but it's nice to be back in the groove. It's nice to be talking to you again. So just before I say goodbye, for this week anyway, take care of yourself, wash your hands, wear your face coverings, enjoy your FMing, try something new, and I'll talk to you again next week guys. Until then, I'm Gaffer Graymo, thank you for listening, bye bye now.